Oh my god, I can hear them. I can hear them sussing each other out there. They better not pick up on the mics. <laughs> you know what? Like, and it started, of course, like immediately after you hit <laughs> like record. Like the second we hit record. Like the for second real. you hit record. It's just like, somebody sussed me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyways, welcome to Antiquity of Comics. I have no fucking idea what we're talking about today because Lyra won't tell me anything. <laughs> so today we're doing a creator slash prominent person in comics highlight. And this is... Right, so this episode needs no viewing. You don't need to see any no, movie. You just kind of kind of have a general interest in comics and you can yes. enjoy this episode. And this is actually going to be the most controversial person we have talked about in comics controversial in what sense controversial in the sense that this person is probably one of the most universally hated people in comics okay one okay. of well because i mean you could you could make a solid argument from our jack kirby episode that he was very controversial like putting kkk and stuff yes like, that's controversial but that's controversial in an awesome way so you're yes, saying he's controversial yes, yes, yes. in a bad way yes this is a gotcha. negative controversial person <laughs> So the person we are talking about, and I've kept hidden from you, their name is... I've been waiting weeks for this. Akira Yoshida. Oh, I thought for sure I would know the name. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who is that? So I will say they are very prominent in Marvel right now, given that they are now the editor-in-chief at Marvel Comics. At the comics, not, yes. not the movies. Okay, not, not the movies, but in the actual anything that has to do with the actual comics and printing of them. Goes through Akira Chan, <laughs> even though, even though even though everyone hates her, or him, or him, him, yes. Okay, so let's go do a little backstory on Akira Chan, mm -hmm. and you you'll understand why I refuse to call Akira by any other name than Akira Yoshida, and I'll even call them Akira Chan. So, growing up, according to Akira himself. He grew up in Japan and learned how to speak English by reading Marvel comics. Wow, that's really impressive. I remember wanting to learn Spanish as a kid and grabbing like two brochures at a history museum. And I was like, oh, I'm going to like figure out what some of these words mean and like start right. to learn it. And I like, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't figure out any of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he, yeah, I mean, and honestly, that like according to Akira... Uh, he ended up learning English from Marvel comic books and like American TV shows and movies and what have you. And ultimately, it led to him getting an interest in creating comics. Because, I mean, growing up in Japan, you're a big fan of manga. You, you're surrounded by it. And there's a, a massive print media in Japan. So he got involved in a small publishing house and eventually got the attention of Marvel as a writer. And he wrote like pretty big names for their comics, including okay. Kitty Pride from the X Men. Oh, uh, Shadowcat, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Electra, like from Daredevil. Yeah, from Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he wrote the series Electra: The Hand and Wolverine: Soul Taker, and okay. all of these were very 
Japanese focused and Marvel loved it because, I mean, this was just like to bring a truly uniquely Japanese perspective to their comics was a big, important part for them. So were they were the were the comics themselves a little more like mangas? No, they were actually like produced by Marvel artists and what have you. But he wrote the story. Oh, gotcha. So this is like. It's like that weird thing where it's like when you told me that Jack Kirby was Stanley's illustrator, like it blew my. I, I didn't realize that Stanley wasn't illustrating his own comics, and oh, so it's like yeah, I'm, yeah, st- yeah. I'm still not used to that in that mindset where it takes two people to make oh, one takes, comic. Oh, uh, well, you, you get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Two main people, right? Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, so when you say that, it's like I assume this person is making all the comics, and I really have to like correct that. That it's like yeah. no, either they are writing or they are drawing. If they're doing both, which I imagine some people do, it's like it's significant it's like when someone is like the lead in a movie and they're also the director right 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 so at the surface you're probably thinking like wait how is this person controversial this sounds awesome right Right. like no that's that sounds super interesting yeah uh it turns out akira has a very very dark secret oh god it turns out akira's real name is oh, no. Chester B. Sabluski. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he was not born in Japan. He is a white guy who looks exactly how you think he does. <laughs> I think you have either, you may, it may not have been on mic, but I think you have told me about this person before. Oh, no. <laughs> and like. Oh. <laughs> So, like, this was kind of like an open secret for a little while after, because, like, so essentially what happened was uh, under the the pen name that or the pseudonym that uh, he went under Akira Yoshida, uh, like, after there was, like, questions of, like, who is this person? We haven't really seen this person at any sort of, like, gatherings or what have you. Uh, Akira just magically disappeared. And then... This guy out of nowhere named Chester just kind of comes in and starts like making a big name and writing other books and what have you. And like it was man. See, this is why I wish you listened to a horse. There was a basketball player that did this. He was like he was like on a team in like in like I want to say Russia. Yeah. And then he just like up and disappeared. And then like some dude joined the NBA with like the exact same name, but like two letters were flipped (laughs) and he looked like exactly like like, I I am. I am butchering this story. Like I I am am not telling this story well at all, but it was just like, it was just so obvious. Everyone was like, that's the same guy. And his agent was like, no, it's not. It was like, yeah. So there's there's a specific reason why Chester wrote under the name Akira and it's because while he wasn't a writer while Chester because I'm going to like separate these two names officially Chester was not a writer for Marvel he was an editor for Marvel so basically you would go and edit people's stories and like fix and add or whatever but Marvel, yeah, my, my dad's a professor at a university and he has a, he has an editor like yeah, yeah. just like reads his paper and says hey this sounds stupid don't right. do that yeah. <laughs> right. And basically there was this rule for Marvel and it was it wasn't like an official rule but it was an in-house Marvel rule that you cannot be an editor and a writer at the same time. You can write multiple stories, not even you, on separate comics, like you can't yes. edit. Oh, okay. All right. Like you because it creates a conflict of interest. I can see that. So you can either edit multiple stories or you can write multiple stories. You can't write one story, edit another story or definitely not edit your own story. Yeah. 
So he created that pen name to write and edit for Marvel. Okay. And this drew a lot of controversy in 2017 when Chester was officially announced that he would be the next editor in chief of Marvel. And it finally came to light officially that yes, he did write under the name Akira Yoshida and he apologized for using a fake name, not for pretending to be a Japanese man writing comics. And to this day, as far as I understand, he still has not officially really apologized or understood why people were mad. Please correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, please yes yeah, please yeah. yeah i would love like, i would love to hear that he found the air in his ways we're not going to hear that but i right. would love to hear it <laughs> but like a powerful man in an industry of neckbeards giving a proper apology what do you think he, he so he essentially had this massive yellow face persona to the point where it was even alleged and i have to say alleged because I, I don't have evidence of this. I've only seen this written and I'm not sure. And this is also in the story where I saw it was written. This was also hearsay. So I want to include this because it is important context, but I don't know if this is real or not. So please take this with a grain of salt. It was alleged that Chester even hired a Japanese translator to show up to meetings where he needed to be in person with Marvel so he basically allegedly paid somebody to impersonate this persona. So it wasn't even it wasn't even like a Japanese translator. It was just like a Japanese person to well, play this person, him. This person was a Japanese person who like their job was being a, a translator. So they showed up in his place. Gotcha. To pretend to be Akira Yoshida. Allegedly. See, that's oh. see, that's like that's like so far across the line. I think I think like you could you could even make. I don't know, maybe you can't, but I feel you can make an argument for like, you know, I'm doing Japanese style art and I'm going to use a pseudonym. So my pseudonym is going to be Japanese, but I'm going to tell everybody that I have a pseudonym. I'm going to, right. you know what I mean? Like, right. it's like, that is a totally I, different scenario. It, and like, but then, but then to go the next step and not tell anybody and then go to the next step even farther and potentially allegedly get an actor to play you who's right. Japanese. Like that is Wow. And like, there's such like mixed back and forth takes on this. And the only real people I've seen defend him were people who are like top brass at Marvel. So basically people who don't matter. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and one of the most disappointing one was, uh, Sana Ahmet and, I always butcher her name because I I, I feel so bad because she created Kamala Khan, which is you're familiar with Captain Marvel, right? Yes. So Captain Marvel was his own character. And this is a side thing, but there was also Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers, and then she became Captain Marvel. But then the new role of Miss Marvel was Kamala Khan, and she's a young teenage Muslim girl who takes over the role of Miss Marvel. Cool. And it was a very important story. Kamala's a fantastic character. And she's the first, like, big name Muslim American superhero. Okay. And the creator of her, she actually came to Chester's defense, which is really. Yikes. And to quote him, or to quote her, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. said, That man has lived in Japan, speaks Japanese, and has lived all over the world. He is very much associated with Japanese culture. 
To which I say, <laughs> because so okay, 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 okay. I I will I will say this. I get the point. Yes. she's trying to make. Yes, but that's the only only thing I'm going to give her. That but, I understand what she's trying to do, but yes. it's so misguided. It's it's so pointless. Like it doesn't. I mean, like. Like if if he was like adopted by a Japanese family, yes, and lived his entire life in Japan, in Japan, that would be an excuse I could hear. Or or like or even <laughs> or even all right. So he's going to write Japanese based stories, and somebody's like, okay, well, this is weird about that. That I could understand, it, but like if he wasn't pretending to be an Asian man to yeah. get work yeah, to write, rough. he's a controversial figure because not only. Did Akira Chan? Because <laughs> now I'm going back and referring to him only as Akira because he really wants us to forget that he used to do that. <laughs> like he and I, I, I will never just so just so you know when I said Chester the last time that is the last time this episode I will ever be calling him Chester. This is like how Mark Wahlberg hates being called Marky Mark. Like he like he, he's like fought fans over it because they'll just like be like hey Marky Mark he's yeah. like what the fuck right <laughs> right the difference being is like Marky Mark's this fun little right, yeah whatever exactly. like and, uh, yeah I can understand that being a skeleton in your closet this is like all right I don't e like I probably like if I met Mark Wahlberg I'm not gonna fuck with him and be like yeah Marky Mark in the well, funk bunch that's and, also because Marky Mark could kick both of our asses oh my god at the yeah same time. Like, right right. <laughs> I'm not gonna fuck with him, but like he could he could kick our asses and then he would tell us to thank him and we would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I seen how he's built, I'd probably thank him. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, <yeah>. anyways. <laughs> like my favorite thing is if you type in Akira Yoshida into Google, you just get his results. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. That has to be designed by Google. <laughs> There's no way that, that would come up that way. <laughs> I really, I really want to find out that he's also like a big old weeb. Oh, of course, like, he is. like, like. Oh I, my I, God, he is. Oh, we're gonna get into that. I'm sorry, weeb is like an okay term, right? You, that's not like offensive to I Japanese get, people like, or anything. It's is offensive it? to weebs, but fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, if it is offensive and we just didn't know. Right, you know that we're we're a new mean, we're like, a new podcast. We're learning what's okay, right, and what's not. <laughs> right, like Nia, you just don't understand. Weeb is a sacred word of anime loving folk. You filthy Western comic loving fans could never understand Nia. And remember when I said he looks exactly how you would expect him to? Like he looks exactly how you would expect. Him I, I had like a I had like a skinny man and like a fat man image in my head and i knew it was one or the other yes like <laughs> he either he either like he, he like doesn't do anything but like read comic books and play video like, games he, he, but he either never eats because of that or he eats all the time because of that it's and he, one he or the looks other. he looks like the uh, and that's not a fat shame that's just yeah. a fact <laughs> he, he just looks like the neckbeard videos of like the guy like flipping the table and stuff at like a magic the gathering <laughs> tournament or just like he reminds me of the guy that was going to the D campaigns and taking the praying pictures next to yes the, Next to the Next butt to cracks. The butt cracks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of the reasons why Marvel brought on Akira Chan to write stories for him was because they wanted to tell their stories with a uniquely Japanese perspective because there were Japanese characters. And not sure if you knew this, historically, comic books by Marvel and DC 
have not been the best with Asian representation. What? Like when, <laughs> like for example, when Captain America was first introduced and he had to fight the Japanese, there was only two types of Japanese people he would fight. Bucktooth and fanged. Oh no. Like, oh God. It's so not exactly great representation historically. So I, I do I do have one question about their like desire to be more Japanese. Um when you said that initially, and I kept waiting for someone to come up that would connect it more, and I, I think I'm just gonna bring it up. Spider-Man, the one with Miles Morales, what was it called? Sp- Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. So yes. there were like the five different Spider-Mans, right? And yes. one of them was like the robot with the little girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that that's a Japanese comic, right? That is a Marvel comic, but like I think that it was actually written by a manga author. Right. Okay. Who, so, so is there any correlation to their desire to be more Japanese and that Spider-Man eventually existing, or do you not know? I don't know specifically. Okay. But I do know that in the early two thousands, when because I, I believe that that happened a little later than when Akira was writing for them. When we inevitably do an episode about Into the Spider Verse, yes. I, I want to focus on all the other Spider Mans. Like the like the noir one yep. and like the spider yep. pig well, and because, all that. Yeah. Because like that Patreon episode we're gonna do with all the suits for Spider Man PS4. Yes. We're gonna do it again for the Miles Morales. So we can talk about Miles Morales in that episode. Oh, for Let's sure. Let's talk for about sure. all the other Spider Mans when we do into the Spider Verse. Beautiful. Anyways. anyways. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I uh, so I'm gonna start like using this reference here from the Mary Sue, written by Mary Kate Jasper, and she goes in and breaks down a little bit more of the stories that Akira Chan was writing for Your Marvel. Face every time you say it, <laughs> like you you know that you're just like slapping him in the face a little bit. Anyways, Sla- look, I'm slapping him in the nuts every time I say, especially since. All right, I'm not sure if you're what you're familiar with with like Japanese language. I mean, vaguely. So like, I know you know how like direction. in English, like you have like Mister and Mrs. and Miss, and so like there's a lot of that sort of title given in Japanese, but there's like a lot more of them. So there's like, like San is somebody like you're equal with, all the way up to like somebody you basically worship. You would call them like Sama, mm-hmm. and you'd add that on the name. So I'd be like Evan Sama, right, like, right, right. Uh, it. If, because you worship me, which yes, of course, yes, right. all always. <laughs> uh, so Chan is what you would add to when you're talking to somebody younger than you, specifically like a little kid. So, I just, I really want you to just know, I'm just like belittling the shit out of Akira Chan, twisting. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but Mary Kate Jasper. She goes down and breaks down like in depth or not in depth in depth, but a little dive into the sort of characters and stories Akira was writing while pretending to be Asian. And one of the things that was a a common trope, and I'm sure you know about this, not just in comics, but in broader media, specifically Western media, you have like white characters come in and like, learn martial arts in a, like a native land and then just there somehow end up being better and then like teaching the martial art they just learned to the people who taught them you mean like how they made three karate kid movies and then yes. when they did a remake it was about black people instead of about asian people yeah <laughs> or like like the uh like 
Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai. Oh, God. Like, that sort of thing. Like, you know how that's a larger trope? The worst part about The Last Samurai is that movie's actually decent if you ignore the fact that it's a white guy taking <laughs> over. Like, if you if you ignore that it's horribly racist, the movie is, like, fairly good. <laughs> she breaks down, like, a lot of, like, the tropes that are used. So when he was writing Kitty Pride, for example, like... Mm-hmm. Here's a white woman. She goes to Japan. She ends up getting like cat called by these strange foreign men. So wait, which, hold on. Isn't Kitty the one who can walk through walls? Yes. Why did she go to? Okay. So my entire X-Men is like the movies with Hugh Jackman. So, so I know nothing about you, Kitty. You know, you know Daredevil a bit, right? Yes. Just, but just from like the movie and the show, you know, have you gotten to the hand? That the the hand, I think so. The the ninja I, I, organization. Yes, 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 yes. With the with the, the the knives on the chain and the yeah 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 yeah. yeah. So Kitty was basically got like a message from like this rogue group in the hand, and what do they call themselves? Oh, okay. Uh, they call themselves the Path of Destiny, and they okay. lure her to Japan. For some fucking reason. And basically she goes there and she fights a bunch of ninjas. And then they all like the reason why they wanted her to come there was so they could like worship her and have her lead them. Oh, yes. And yeah. And it's like this weird like, oh, she's now has a katana and a dragon for some reason. And like there's also like when she when he was writing Wolverine. There's a lot of like, no, you can't die because that's not honorable or like whatever. Or like, oh, like this, this one specific thing where it's like, no, don't kill her, Wolverine. The honor of killing my sister goes to me. It's like, look, it's, it's like this weird stereotype of they're definitely Western stereotypes. They aren't actually based in right. Japanese culture. And like he, my understanding that like almost all of that stuff, like the like the suicide stuff and all that is pretty much it, it's like if it is true, it was like this super rare like thing that almost never happened. And and like it's all just done up by Western culture. I mean, like it was a thing that happened like in like the feudal era of Japan. Right. But my understanding is that even then it was like pretty rare. Like, like very was, rarely did the king call for the death of his own men. Like that is right. Not- well, like the whole like idea of like cutting your own stomach and stuff like like that came from like okay, if you are a samurai and you end up getting captured and losing the battle, you either have to kill yourself, they'll behead you, but there's no joining the other side. Right. There's no surrender, and there's no, like there's if you live, that's shameful. But if but if like I mean like in in the last samurai, like anytime anybody does something wrong, they offer to their to their master to, to like they're like I'll gladly take my own life in response to this, and it's like right. all right, like, calm down. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that was like su- like you would have had to like cause the death of thousands for that to sort of be the case. Where yeah. it's like yeah. Not yeah, that, not that we really know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two white people talking Two about very, very white. white like, I'm so white that I did like the 23 and Me thing. It came back like a fucking circle. What is just 23 and Me? 23 and Me is like the like you take a spit slob or whatever, and then you just send it in, and then they 
see like where your genetic ancestry comes from uh-huh. just general generalized region it's very bunk it's very much within like a 60 percent accuracy rate is and what they we're just sent you about. back a letter that said fuck you basically <laughs> basically like i i mean i just came back and they were like your ancestry is a cat's gender reveal party like, <laughs> that's how that's how white i am so <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh so, god yeah i mean there's definitely like she breaks down more and more in detail on like a lot of the tropes he used in like asian tropes and what have you and like how like fucking wolverine has to build up his like japanese cred by instead of asking for a beer he really wants that icy cold sake because <laughs> that makes sense right so now why is he a controversial figure outside of all of this well if that didn't piss you off enough this is an article. I'm sorry, I've been interrupting you a lot. We're still talking about the same, like Akira Chan yes. person, right? Okay, yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> Akira Chan. Yeah. So, why is Akira Chan still a controversial figure outside of all of that? Besides well, the fact that he hasn't apologized. I mean, he has apologized, but not it, really. Like, it's like the kind of like, I'm sorry, I got caught. Kind Punching of. somebody in the face and apologizing because their nose is bleeding is not an apology, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> And this is an article from Polygon, and this is just, the, I'm just going to read the title for you, and okay. then I'm going to paraphrase what's in the article. Yeah, yeah. From Polygon, Marvel exec insists wave of cancellations not motivated by books diversity. Okay. <laughs> so, like, almost the first month, essentially, that he takes over this new job, Marvel starts seeing, like, a wave of cancellations. We're talking about all of the women-led books, all of the minority-led books, all of any queer representation. So, like, Iceman came out as gay, and he had his own book. Gone. Gwenpool. She so what, was, do you, what do you mean, gone? Like, did the, did the They canceled it. Like, who canceled it? Marvel canceled that run. So it was, oh. like, mid-run, and they're like, their excuse was, well, it's not selling enough. However, I thought, I thought you were talking about about people were were responding and they were they were refusing. I thought this was like them rising up and saying we won't write for a company that does like no, this. It's no, the no, other no, way no, around. No, God no, damn it! It's the com- <laughs> so. Oh no! So we have all of these comics that are run by queer creators, women creators, people of color, and they are. I should mention that the. Number one way you can tell a book success is by its pre-orders and pre-orders just because of like, that's just how it works. Unfortunately, you have to like have like pre-orders to determine how good of a series is doing. I don't, I don't actually have anything against pre-orders, especially with like the existence of, of Amazon. And I mean, like, I mean, fuck Amazon, fuck Jeff Bezos, but like also you can't expect normal humans not to use it. So, right. But like, but when you pre-order a game, like when I pre-ordered Ratchet and Clank for the places in five or like when I'm going to, yeah. I don't have to pay anything. Right. I'm literally just telling Amazon, hey, I'm going to buy one of these. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with a business doing that. Right. Like, and you I can, really I don't. mean, you can actually pay for the whole thing up front too. Really? Because yeah. I wish I would have known that 
because there have been times where I swear, like, I forget that I pre-ordered a game and then it hits my bank account. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, at, at least I know with, like, GameStop you can do Oh, that, maybe. To the yeah, moon. Not on Amazon, I don't think. But, and like, you have to hold out. So I mentioned Iceman had his own run. Right. And he had just come out as gay and his sales were doing very well. What year are we talking, by the way? This is 2017. Okay, so fairly recent. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So this is in December. This article was written in uh, December of 2017. And we are, uh, so Iceman got canceled. Gwenpool, which was Gwen Stacy as Deadpool, gets canceled. That was a really fun, well-loved run. We have Miss America Chavez. She is like the first uh, queer Latina superhero. She ends up getting canceled. Let's see what we have some, we have some extra like, Big fucking names too, like Generation X, which is like a side of thing of X Men. Yeah, no, I know. Luke Cage got canceled. Hawkeye, which was like it had Clint from the movies and mm-hmm. Kate Bishop, and she also has the mantle of Hawkeye because it's kind of like an assassin archer right. role. And it was one of the best comics I have ever read. Period. Okay. Like top ten all time favorite comics is that run and that got fucking canceled and it was it, like all these books were outselling some of like their staples including like daredevil and wolverine not to say that the books that all did get canceled not to say that they shouldn't have been canceled if they weren't selling well I'm sure there were some of them that were just legitimately not selling well but right that's not an excuse but like yeah. when you have ones that are matching the pace and the selling of these other books that are still like going and they don't get canceled, like what the fuck? Like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Their excuses weren't adding up. And while you can never, we're never going to have a one to one like journalistic seal of approval on this that, yeah, no, he. Akira Chan saw all of this in his neckbeard self. He saw all this representation and just like sent all of these books to the wayward. But immediately after that, then we got back to more of like the same boring drivel in comics that just kind of persisted for fucking ever. Here's the one thing that I think would maybe make him look like he wasn't actually involved in that. And that is that you can say one thing about this person as an absolute fact. He understood the consumer's desire to see and ingest content from other countries and others' perspectives, which is why he went by a fake name. That is my one thing where I'm like, why would he cancel a bunch of like female and people of color led shit? When he was aware that that stuff is what would make them money. That's my one thing that makes me kind of like, maybe these are just separate things that are unrelated. Oh, you're, you're making a face. that's going to tell me that you're going to just blow my argument out of the water and I can't wait. I'm so so ready for it. (laughs) All of that was like all of like the actual creators. And I should also focus on the creator aspect of this too, is that these were like books led by people of those communities writing characters of those communities and they were selling and they were resonating with people who typically didn't buy comics prior to this. They all get canceled mid like halfway through their runs and then they're realizing, okay, now as in 
just of last year, March 2020, there was a controversy that Marvel was facing because of a new series that they were trying to launch to highlight representation and get, you know, really good representation here. Like, really good. Good in the sense that it's all written by one white guy who (laughs) hates representation. We're going to have huge representation. We're going to have great We're going to have the best representation. It's going to have the best representation. It's going to be huge representation. You're going to love me. (laughs) So it's the title was introducing the new warriors. The new warriors. We have screen time. That's Ben 10. Yes, it's <laughs> a meme obsessed super team whose brain became connected to the internet after becoming exposed to his grandfather's experimental internet gas. And we'll post pictures while we're on that. Yes. Be negative. Just a vampire. <laughs> Just a vampire. That's a vampire with like tumbler hair. That's tell me, tell me she only drinks B negative blood. Uh, he, thank you very much. Okay. If that person that you just showed me doesn't have a she pronoun, I would expect a they pronoun. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the writer actually knows that they is a pronoun. Right. Trailblazer. Okay. None of these people are superheroes. A regular kid scooped up into the world of teenage superheroing. Her magic backpack is actually a pocket dimension with seemingly infinite space from which she can pull out useful or random objects. It's not always under her control. And the one that sets the internet ablaze that everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing, Akira? (laughs) Okay. Show me, show me the picture and I'll describe it and then people can like look at the picture and be appeased by my, my description. So the name is Snowflake in Safe Space. Oh my god. <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it's two black characters. It looks like one is possibly female and one is possibly male although they could be they, they could be, you know, they pronoun and things like that. One has blue hair, one has pink hair, and they just have, like, these weird, like, romper suits and, like, <laughs> and like ni- knee-high socks that also have knee pads on the socks. I will say this about this. These are the only ones that look like a superhero. Yes. Out of all right. the ones you've shown me, none of them look like a superhero. I wish we would have done that with all the, all the, all the things. We should do that more often because we... People get hung up with podcasts being an audio medium, but it's, yes. it's fun to listen to people describe things and then look at what they're describing. Right. So the description <laughs> for Snowflake and Safe Space. Oh my God. Psychic twins. All twins are psychic, but we're psychic er. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I wish I was. I wish I could tell you that I was kidding. But no, this is the kind of representation that Akira-san just fights for. And this is what he pushes. This is what gets its own fucking run. And then when everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing, Akira? Then he's like, My name is Chester. Oh my god. <laughs> 
So, I mean, like we, we laugh and we joke and we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but there is like a level of like sadness in that. The fact that like the fact that you could just show me these four just like milk toast characters and and be like, this is what this person felt like was good representation. Like, right. I mean, like, like Black Panther was already a character at this point. Right. Like, I mean, Black Panther has been a character for a long time. Right. And so and I, I was going to save this little story for when we talked about Black Panther. But I think I'm going to I'm going to tell it now, which is that, like, I didn't really understand when the Marvel movies was coming out, why representation was so important. I never understood why, as a black person, you couldn't look up to a white person, because when I was a kid, my two main role models were Muhammad Ali and Will Smith. Okay, yeah, I can and, see that. Right. So so when I grew up as like, you know, a young adult, early 20s, I was like, well, when I was a teenager, I looked up to black men. So like, why does it matter? Right. And and I was having a uh, conversation with my my buddy Tomas, who who you've met before. Yes, and yes. Actually, we should have him on Prites and Propaganda. I think that'd be funny as fuck. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, he did leave a good impression when like <laughs> there was like the cops are called. He's just like he comes up and, and like the people who were pulled over by the cops or whatever. He just walks up to him and is like, hey, are you OK? Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so, so we were we were driving home from that that yearly uh, camping trip I take with my old high school friends. Yeah, and and I asked him, I was like, "Why is this such a big deal?" I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying I don't understand why. And and he told me the existence of Black Panther gives black children permission to look up to Captain America because he's standing next to him. When you go and you watch. 20 movies and they all have white people in the beginning. Yeah. You go, well, I'm not allowed to look up to any of these people. You add one black guy to that mix and all of a sudden those same kids go, oh, I look up to Black Panther, but I kind of relate to Iron Man a little more. Right. And they they couldn't do that before. They weren't allowed to do that. Not a single one of those characters gives anybody permission to look up to anybody they're sitting no. next to. Because no. they're bullshit. No, and <laughs> not only are they bullshit, they are like, they are a direct... I I feel like attack is a strong word, but like, I don't really know of a better word for it. Like, this is like, it's like, okay, yeah, people are asking for better representation in media. And then the company's response is this horse shit. Like, like that, like what, how do you come up with it? Unless you hold these people that you're trying to fucking get to buy your product. How do you, how do you come up with that with, unless you hold them in complete fucking contempt? Like, right. How, how do you think of like, Oh yeah. Oh, this we're, we're, we're going to write that. And like, we're not going to have anybody of any of these marginalized groups, write Or draw or do any of this shit for, for this book. But we are definitely gonna have like this one white guy, and isn't it so funny? Like, isn't it so cool? And it's not even meant to be a comedy. Yeah, it's like this is supposed to be done in a hundred percent in earnest. Like, what what the fuck do you think you're doing? Why did you think this was a good idea? Yeah, that's crazy to me. We got to wrap this up here, and we should probably end on a good note somehow. And I, I, I really the only thing I can think to point out is that the MCU and Marvel is doing a little bit better now. Yeah, not a lot yeah. better, but a little better. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it. like, I, all right. There's so no I positive will, I will takeaway. Add, Everything sucks. And uh, there, there is no there. There is a positive. <laughs> there is a positive. If you want actual good Japanese representation in comics 
from Marvel. I like this. I like this. You're just going to recommend something. I like it. I like from it. From Marvel to Deadpool Samurai. It is. Are you familiar with the company Shonen Jump? I'm forgetting that I can't just look at you inclusively. I am very intrigued. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> are you familiar with the company Shonen Jump? They, uh, they I mean, have heard the name. So they're responsible for creating Dragon Ball and Yu-Gi-Oh! And okay. Naruto, all those big name. I like, like one of those. Uh, I'm going to guess it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like if you if there was like a like a like this series runs forever Japanese anime or manga it was probably created by Shonen Jump. Okay. And they partnered up with Marvel and it it's been an awesome like collaboration between the two. But essentially they have this comedy series that is beautifully illustrated and it is Deadpool in Japan just getting up into fucking hijinks. And so just, is, is it still Wade Wilson, a white guy? It's still Wade Wilson, a white guy. Okay. But it is actually done by actual Japanese artists and okay. writers in Japan in manga format. Are there other characters that are Japanese? Yes, and, and, it's and, all in Japan. Well, right, right. Yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't. I, I, uh, I let the main point of my point not. It wasn't in the sentence. Uh, who have superpowers? Are yes. They, okay, there are Japanese people with superpowers. They actually introduced a new character into that series. Because uh, it's sounding a little bit like Deadpool Last Samurai. You know what I mean? Like where it's just like he's like he goes to Japan and or no. Yeah, he goes to Japan and so there is a new character in the series that they needed a character for everybody to like crush on because, you know, if you make a manga, then you need to have like a waifu, basically. <laughs> like for I mean, if you make a manga and nobody wants to have sex with any of your characters, you did it wrong. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there's a new character they specifically introduce. And you think it's going to be like they they lead it up. It's you think it's going to be Spider Man, but it is the Sakura Spider. Okay, and she is everybody's like dream anime awkward girl waifu. I want it to be. I want it to be still like the same spider that gives her her superpowers, and it just like got on like a plane or something from from New York, and like <laughs> like it is. Does she have the same Spider-Man superpowers? Oh, hell yeah. Like, she has, like, a hood instead of, like, a mask, and then, Oh, like, I'm super into the hood over the mask thing. Oh, this is, yeah, she, yeah, this is great. So, so I mean, she's literally making the, like, Spider-Man thing. So, she literally has Spider-Man's power. Yes. Okay, and do we, what's her origin story? How does she we, get him? We don't know yet. <sighs> she is introduced in this series... And, like, she actually has, like, a strong sense of justice. If you think of, like, all right, there's the straight man and the funny man. Mm -hmm. Like, she's the straight man to Deadpool's funny man. So so this is still running, then, if you say we yes. don't know yet. It's only man, got, I, like, three issues. I expected this to take, take way longer. Why do you have 51 tabs open? Because... <laughs> I have a lot of comics I'm reading. I have a lot of porn tabs. I just didn't want to close. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. All right. So go check out Deadpool Samurai. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I thought it was going to take way longer for us to get to an, a still running comic book 
thread where I would like actually be interested to like catch up. And like, I thought we'd get to like episode 20 before I'd be like, all right, maybe I'll read that one. I might read that one. (laughs) I might read that one. That one sounds good. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, if you liked our show, you can check us out on, uh, a couple different places. Yeah. We don't really have it all organized yet. The future Lyra <laughs> put in where you can check us out at. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you liked it, please follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at antiquity.of.comics. Our Twitter is at AOC Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook. Antiquity of Comics is part of the Sumtree Collective. Please check out our other podcasts, Boobies, Bits and Booty, The Beat Plus The Melody, and Eerily Ever After. Until next time you nerds.